At 4ZZZ, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging of the Turbul and Jagera people. We acknowledge that their sovereignty over this land was never ceded. And we stand in solidarity with them. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Good morning, Mianjin. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. Transmission is all about amplifying the voices of the trans community in Mianjin and beyond. And um, we usually talk about events and news and interviews. And today I'm going to be filling you in on some events that you might like be interested in, as well as having an interview with a professor from Griffith University, quantum physics, in fact. I don't know a whole heap about it, so if you don't either, then I'm the right person for this interview. <laughs> um, we're going to have a chat. Uh, so yeah, I won't, I won't give it away just yet, but um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. First up, let's do the week in community events. So tomorrow, to date, the episode, if you're listening back on the podcast, is the 17th of May, which is Ida Hobbit Day, which is International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. It's a really important day, and there's an event that's happening today on the 16th of May, 3 p.m. It's online. It's the Introduction to LGBTQA Plus Inclusion. So it's all about how to build inclusive spaces, and it's yeah, it's all in honor of International Day Against LGBTQIA Plus Discrimination uh, by the Minus A Team Education Team. So it's uh, going to be presenting a digital, interactive, live stream introduction into all that. Yeah, whether you're an individual in a workplace, school, or community organization, this is an in-depth training which will equip you with the knowledge you need to champion inclusivity all year round. So not just on Ida Hobbit Day. The conversation will cover off of things, the overview on terms and identities, the difference between sex, gender, and sexuality, evidence-based barriers LGBTQIA plus people face at work and accessing services, recommendations and practical tools to support LGBTQIA plus people interpersonally and professionally. You're going to hear some lived experiences from the community via their experience workshop presenters. And there's also an opportunity to ask questions throughout the the session. So yeah, that's going to be today at 3.30 p.m. online. I'll pop the link up there on the Transmission Facebook page at Transradio with a Z. Then also... Coming up on the weekend is, oh, not this weekend, but Friday the 26th of May at 9pm at Bad Luck in the Valley. You've got the Cutaways. If you don't know about the Cutaways, you should. They're a local icon. Emmy's lead singer. She's been on Transmission before and a really good friend. She's wonderful. If you like to check out the Cutaways, they sell out pretty quick. So I'm mentioning it because they're a very popular band. Um, they usually perform, th- this this gig in particular at Bad Luck on Friday 26th is going to be with Ghost College, Burnt Trash and mistakes tickets are 10 bucks then saturday the 27th of may from 7 p.m is banshee's fifth birthday banshee's bar and art space in ipswich banshee's is turning five years old as part two of a all weekend party that they're throwing it's going to be a loud and raucous punk night this is all about the attitude and we've packed out the lineup with three of our faves so there's going to be flange panties Kiroshi and Toowoomba's finest Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Tickets will be 15 bucks on the door. Looks like there's also going to be a prize pack that you can win from a draw 
from your ticket at the door as well. So the contents will be finalized close to the date, but are a collection of stickers and merch from bands that have played at Banshees in the past 12 months. Oh my goodness. All right, I'm going to get my diary out. I'm going to put that in. I want band merch. I'm obsessed. There you go. Banshee's fifth birthday on the 27th of May um, in Ipswich. Yeah. Then there's also, last event that I'll mention is Trans Talks, which is Saturday 3rd of June. It's a little bit wild way, but I thought, uh, you know, this is really important, Trans Talks. It's for the community. It's a completely free event and it's online. Um, it's a workshop that's designed to empower you as a trans or gender diverse person to express yourself through poetry. You'll be guided in a safe, encouraging environment you didn't have any experience or think of yourself as a writer. All in the community are welcome. And this will be led by Ricky Spencer. So, yeah, that's 3rd of June, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And it's online. So, yeah, super accessible, that one there. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and Transmission is all about amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community. And today, we're going to have a special chat with a theoretical physicist from Griffith University, Professor Joan Vaccaro. Joan, how are you? Yeah, hello, Ez. Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on this wintry morning. I'm glad it's over the phone. You can stay inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so would you like to tell tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, so I study quantum physics, and my main interest is in time, the physics of time. So trying to understand what time is. And there hasn't been that much progress over the centuries. Oh, we've, we've had some breakthroughs at different points, but it, it's... Progress on time is very slow. Is that is there is that a pun? Or? Yeah, that's, a pun. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, and so, how long have you been doing that for? Um, you know, it actually coincided with me transitioning from male to female. So, yep. about two thousand and seven, I was lecturing in a in a really nice uh, course. It was called Life, the Universe and Everything, where we covered everything in science and a bit of philosophy as well, trying to understand where we are. And I was giving five lectures on time. And I wasn't happy with what was being, you know, what I was actually talking about. And it just got me thinking. And from then on, I I started um, looking at there was a particular puzzle that I needed to and made some progress since then. And so some of the, I guess, like, working through time and working through yourself, there was some sort of overlap between there with your identity at the the time. Yeah, well, it's just coincidental, I think. I don't know. Maybe it was just being brave. So I did something that was really quite brave in my personal life as well as in research because to actually tackle this thing in research was to go against the accepted norms and the way that we think about time really needed to have another assessment of it. And so this theory that I'm working on, it's actually quite successful so far. It starts off by not making any difference between space and time and that you can move backwards and forwards in time just like we can move around in space. And then there are certain quantum features that come into play and then we end up with seeing our evolution in time uh, the way that we experience it, like we're constantly moving forward. 
but it's got a lot of spin-offs from it, so which which are the really interesting bits. And do you think that your experience as a trans woman influences how you perceive time when you're working through this research? No, I don't think it does. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think no. It's just the way I think about things in general. Uh, but you know, it's actually good. I think being trans is more about seeing through the conventions and understanding that the the conventions that bind normal thinking. So I like to dabble in philosophy as well, and it really helps. I mean, you know, physics has an impact on philosophy in terms of things like free will. So physics, you know, models of the universe from a physical point of view are that it's deterministic and that doesn't allow free will. And, you know, you need an unconventional view to appreciate um, these things. So um, I think it helps. Yeah, I think I have an advantage in some ways of being unconventional. I think that's, yeah, not directly in terms of what, like, time, but it's just that being able to go beyond the normal bounds, you know? Yeah, and I I suppose that is also uh, the theory of having a lot of diversity in your research and all research projects because yeah. then you have a variety of lenses that people are seeing things through. Yeah, 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 that, yeah that's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can swap lenses, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to think about something that I think it was Brian Cox said about time, which is that, you know, the Earth is spinning through the universe in a place that... It will never be exactly in that spot in the universe ever again because everything is always moving. And it made me think of like time in the sense that time is also maybe a place, is a place that exists. So at this moment on May 16th in Brisbane, Australia, this this moment will exist forever sealed in the capsule of time. And so that's kind of, is that yeah. sort of a similar sort of... Do you sort of feel uh, time that way? Well, okay, so the conventional view is that the universe is a four-dimensional block. It's called the block universe. And the four dimensions comprise three dimensions of space and one of time. And things are fixed. Even the future is fixed. So the past is fixed. And it's not even logical to speak about the present. <laughs> so the, and the way that you said that there is this thing that's fixed, this event on 16th of May and so on, there's also the 17th that's fixed there as well. So the whole thing is fixed. And this is, it challenges feelings of free will because tomorrow's going to happen, or it's already happened, in fact. But the way I started was to, you know, there are, we have this thing about moving through time, and there are certain logical problems with thinking about it like that. But we don't have, you know, like, there's a greater symmetry here that we seem to be moving through time but we're not moving through space necessarily. We can move through space if we want to. And the thing that keeps things moving through time is are what we call conservation laws. Like we say that mass is conserved. Like you can get a cup, <laughs> you know, a china cup, you know, that you might drop it and it cracks and it falls you know, into little bits of porcelain and things like that. But it's still, the matter that it's made of is still there. So its shape changes, but the matter remains. And that's, we call that conservation of uh, mass. But we don't have the same thing over space. Like, we don't say that, oh, the same bit of matter has got to be everywhere in space. You know, it's localised in space. The cup is just a cup. It doesn't fill the whole universe. But the matter has to be there all through time. So it's like filling time. And right. So there's an asymmetry between space and time just like that. So I did away with conservation 
in time and just said, well, look, maybe it just, you can have things that exist just momentarily in time and they disappear. So it's like, it's a little bit like your event, you know, the 16th of May and so on, but this is like a galaxy exists just for a moment. So that would violate conservation. You know, this galaxy appears and disappears suddenly. And that's how I started this theory, was to base it so that space and time were the same. And so things could be placed in time, just like you can place them in space. And there was no conservation laws and there was no time evolution because people living in the galaxy, which just exists for the moment, wouldn't, you know, they just come into existence, they disappear. It's very strange. And you kind of have to get outside our normal thinking in order to do this work. And then there was a discovery back in the 1950s about a break in symmetries, fundamental symmetries, so that there's a difference between... If you took a mirror image of the Earth, of the universe... Uh, okay, so... Taking so you, a photo. If you look, yeah, look yeah. at the universe through a mirror, I should say, mm -hmm. it's, everything is back to front. But the laws of physics are actually different in the mirror image. They're not, they don't transfer over. So that was discovered in the 1950s. It's called parity violation. And there was a hint that there was going to be something to do with time as well. T-violation to do with the violation of symmetry and time. It wasn't confirmed. I mean, we've suspected it for a long time. In the 60s, there was another discovery which also pointed towards um, the symmetry and time. And then in 2012, it was confirmed directly that there's this asymmetry in time. So if you kind of had a mirror to time, then you would get a different kind of, uh, different laws. Well, a slightly different so law. So are you uh, trying to say that the person I'm looking at in the mirror is operating in a different realm than myself? Well, uh, it's not, not... Not quite. <laughs> um, it's not quite. It's just that if you change X, you know, the coordinate system, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you do this thing where you change the X into minus X, Y into minus Y, and Z into minus Z, mm -hmm. that's like a mirror reflection. It's changing everything around. The laws of physics prefer one. They have a preference for one orientation of X, Y, and Z and not the other. And that was discovered. Like, we don't understand... Like, uh, we're working on and we understand the implications of it, but, like, that is a big, you know, a big find. Of the yeah. The laws of physics... I didn't um, even know that. ...prefer a, a hand... Well, we call it a handedness. We, the universe prefers a handedness, and uh, there's this complementary one, which is about time. So if time was reversed, you would get slightly different evolution. It's not a major thing, like, you don't see anything really weird happening, but there are subtle things, and they're subtle enough that... I wanted to explore that asymmetry in time, so I made space and time look exactly the same, then added this asymmetry to the time, and then found I've got time evolution. So I've got the things like, right, like before, you could put the galaxy at one point in time and it disappeared, and put, you know, it only exists at that time. Then with this T violation, if you put that into the theory, and it only works for time, that you that you get this time evolution where the galaxy can't stay at that time, the moment that you put it, mm. it exists for all time. So it seems to show where time is coming from. So this is symmetry. And we're moving to the future. You know, that's our, our perception is that we're moving to the future. So there's an asymmetry there. We don't move to the past. And this break in symmetry... A T violation uh, explains that as well. So, and how, yeah, long, how long have you been working on this? 
Well, since 2007, I work on other things. I, I do other things as well, but this is so, it's so hard. <laughs> um, I published the first paper in 2011, so it took four years to write the first paper to get a result. And then 2015 was another one. And then 2016, and now I'm building up to some more work. It's just uh, finishing. Yeah, wow. And eventually, eventually, the thing that I'm going to publish uh, soon, I'm working with colleagues on this, and that's that um, Einstein's relativity is automatically part of the theory. Like, it's not something that you have to add to the theory, but you show where Einstein's relativity comes from. And that's when, you, if you're moving, clocks slow down. A moving, yeah, a moving clock will be slower than a stationary clock. And that comes out as a Doppler shift of this tear violation. It'll, it just works out naturally. Yeah, that, that's the amazing thing. To actually uncover something that, uh, something as profound as uh, relativity, yeah, that's a big thing. So, and um, a colleague, another colleague, an experimentalist, did an experiment to test the theory at, in Sydney at our a nuclear reactor. We've got a research nuclear reactor in Australia, which is only one. It doesn't produce power for the grid. It just produces uh, radioactive materials for medicine and things like that, and for doing other kinds of research. And when you have a nuclear reactor, it produces neutrinos. They're, they're a waste. They go right through the earth. They, they take away about 5% of the energy as, as a loss. But these neutrinos, they're tiny particles, they travel near, near the speed of light and they uh, exhibit uh, this T-asymmetry, this uh, asymmetry in their evolution. And when you have more T-asymmetry, clocks will go at a different rate. So the, the T-violation or T-asymmetry, that's the thing that makes us move through, the, through time. And if you have more of it, you move through time at a different rate. Wow. So, so we're, local areas around, yes, and we're getting close to getting a time machine. <laughs> we're getting close to having a time machine if we can figure that out. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, in a way, it opens up. It doesn't rule that out. Like, there might be things we can do, fiddle with the T-violation, and maybe we can do something. I, I, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the other stuff at it's the moment. It's sort of crossing into science fiction a bit more. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Thank you so much, Joan, for for joining us on transmission this morning. Um, you're very passionate oh, you're about welcome. what you do, so it's it's lovely to hear you talking. What do you have to do to to get involved or to be a student in to with you and learn about quantum physics and time? Well, what you should do is take a degree in physics, you know, bachelor of science, and then go on to do honors and take a PhD. Oh so wow! Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right, yep. there we go. We've got some trajectories for any of our trans people out there who'd like to be a physicist. Yep. You, you know that Professor Joan Vaccaro is out there at Griffith University. At Griffith University. Yeah. yeah. Studying time. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time this yeah. morning. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. My name is Georgie Stone, and you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. All right, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and we're going to have a little bit of chat about Ida Hobbit Day, which is International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia, which is May 17th, and it aims to coordinate international events that raise awareness for LGBTQA plus 
issues, rights, violations, and and stimulate interest in uh, what's you know what are our rights worldwide. There's a really cool website www.idahobbit.org.au. You can go there and it's got all the information you need about whether you're in the community or outside the community, how you'd like to make things more inclusive and so on. Yeah, you can check all that out. I'll pop that up on the transmission social media as well, at Transradio with a Z. Yeah, there's also coming up, something I want to have a brief chat about because we're nominated, is the Queen's Ball, which is a Brisbane Pride event, which is Saturday 17th of June at 6.30pm at Brisbane City Hall. The theme is Wear Your Pride, and it is an 18-plus event. There are lots of really cool community organizations and people and First Nations folk and just, yeah, uh, drag performers and yeah there's so many great people a lot of them we've had on transmission over the course of the 50 episodes 50 episodes today um that we've had of the show um including archie and transmission is also nominated in two categories and kai and myself are nominated as for activists so i don't know who out there nominated us but thank you very much and you know it is an absolute honor to be considered for these awards in in the community because um, yeah, we don't always know what impact we have, um, and it can be kind of challenging because I'm in a studio and I'm all by myself today, for example, you know, and I don't know who's listening and I don't know who's out there and I don't always know uh, what members of the trans community are feeling the importance of the program or is it important to you or anything like that. So having a nomination and being celebrated at, you know, by Brisbane Pride is really really wonderful so yeah thank you so much everyone for doing that i would like to say though just on on that note queen's ball is not a cheap ticket it's like 150 bucks if you want a table down on the floor otherwise you're up in the nosebleeds for still like quite a bit of money i would say and i did put a post up on my personal social media about how i would not be able to attend the queen's ball because i can't afford that can't afford that ticket i know a lot of trans people who can't afford that ticket i know a lot of First Nations people who can't afford that ticket. Every time I have gone to Queen's Ball, which is once, by the way, and I was warned before going, that it is a very cis white male centric event. And it is. I can confirm that with my own eyes. And I did feel a little bit like last uh, Brisbane Pride's uh, Queen's Ball made me feel as a trans person a little like I was being trivialized as some tokenistic thing that we can point at and go, oh, look, members of our community are suffering. Um, let's help them. Anyway, let's just watch them drag and have some fun and drink champagnes. And um, uh, It felt quite um, patronizing from a community that's supposed to be prioritizing the rights and celebrating the acceptance. I don't know if I'm really in a position to be celebrating acceptance personally as as because I to feel pride, I need to feel less shame. And in order for that to happen, I need society to stop shaming trans people. And so when I go to these pride events and such, it's very, it feels, it doesn't feel very real. It feels quite corporate. And I have people in my community, in the trans community, here in Mianjin, around the world that are dying. The talks of genocide in the US, talking to some, a trans person from the US is um, extremely painful at the moment. So when I, when I think about paying $150 for a ticket to be nominated to go see a bunch of cis white dudes drink champagne, kind of really, um, really uh, feels awful. So um, as much as I gen- I'm serious, I, I really, really love the nomination and I'm, I'm grateful, but um, maybe you could do something for the community that are literally dying. And, you know, we, we need it. 
we need it now more than ever. You know, the, the stats are pandemic levels of death for trans communities. So Brisbane Pride, if you're, if you're listening, maybe there's something you can do. And, and if you're going to say things like, oh, but we need the money for fundraising, well, maybe find a venue that isn't uh, Brisbane City Hall then. <laughs> make it more affordable. I don't know. If you've got a community that's suffering and you're willing to just focus on the money you've got to make for your stuff, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but it feels quite demeaning. Not a huge fan of it. Anyway, just uh, having a rant, uh, typical transmission <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Thank you so much for tuning in, Transmission, and we will see you next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Z. Thank you.